Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode 14 of the second series of Bard's Eye View, looking at a necessary evil, much like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Although, are we necessary? I don't know. You... Millions of listeners have, listeners have decided not. <laughs> <laughs> well, billions, billions, to be fair. There's like 7 billion plus yeah. people on the planet, and we've got, what, 20 listeners, so... We have limited reach at present. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, um, I've been looking at our stats and depending, like, we don't have a consistent listener base. Let's just say that. Depending on which... 20 is more than we've been talking about recently. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on which episode it is, Mm. we get more downloads. Like, so the Xena Scrolls did Gangbusters, had like 60 downloads. That's a lot for us, guys. Man, they 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 loved that couture commentary. Yeah, and then um, here she comes, Miss Amphipolis. It was like for a week, it was like hovering around nineteen, and they're like, okay, no one likes that episode, I guess. So I guess they just uh, like people pick and choose. I I thought people would come back for us. I thought people would be here for (laughs) our personalities. Um. But it turns out that they actually... Is that not proven to be the case? <laughs> apparently not. Apparently they just pick and choose around which episodes they like. Well, let's, let's examine, at, outside this meeting, this podcast, let's <laughs> let's have a look at which episodes they go for and then see if we can cultivate the personalities that reflect. Right. Those. So if, if it's the Callisto episodes, let's just... Let's just go crazy. crazy. I mean, not let's not murder people. Really? I've got a list. <laughs> Have you checked it twice? To check it twice. Oh, oh, hey, we forgot to say Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year, because this is going to be released. Uh, this is going to be our first episode of twenty twenty one. We're not recording it in twenty. 20- yeah. No, twenty twenty two. It's not twenty twenty two. I can't even. I don't even know what fucking <sighs> year it is, man. Was there a pandemic <laughs> recently? Uh, I don't know. The years are just melt blending into each other. There still is. <laughs> at, at time of going to press, I don't imagine that will have changed by, we by might the time be, we go live. We might be in hey, lockdown we... by the time this goes live. You never fucking know. Could you be. never know. We might be. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should be, but whether we will be or not, I don't know. Hey, I've just had a crazy idea. What? Should we talk about the episode? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> So, um, last thing we saw, I think, was Velasca's fingers creeping towards the lump of jelly. Yeah, creepy fingering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is an Amazon. Yeah, that's, she grew up on creepy fingering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, that that's where we start actually with the with the Amazons. We start with Ephany's installation as um, Prince Regent, Princess yeah. Regent. Prince Regent. Will she get a lot of socks? That's what she's. <laughs> are we back on the Blackadder? Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, so, but her so her installation as Regent, which basically consists of Gabrielle handing her the mask, is interrupted by the unexpected arrival of Velasca, mm. who, as we've we've just, well, as we know from last time, isn't quite dead. No, they all and, think she's um, dead, but lol, lol, she's not. Um, the other big surprise in this scene is that Ephany has a sense of humour, which has been hitherto unsuspected. Yes. Um, Ephany makes a joke here, guys. She makes a joke. I know. It's Can funny. even? It is actually funny. Um, yeah. Now, let's just say Velasca might be evil, right? But mm. you've got to respect the drama of what yes. she does now, you know? Imagine you've just been dropped onto a bunch of rusty spikes You've yes. got holes where no holes should be. You're holding <laughs> your guts in with your hands. And you're like, am I going to take the ambrosia that will cure me now and arrive as a god? <laughs> or am I going to stagger back from the cave to the village mm-hmm. in order to make an entrance? Um, <laughs> and obviously... What do you she- think? What do you think Velasca did? <laughs> Basically... Velasco wants everyone to watch her eat the holy Haribo, which yeah. is kind of what we've got, isn't it? Yeah. So. That's, yeah, it's a tangfastic. Um, 
I, well, I, I wrote that first and then I, I came up with Holy Haribo. I thought, no, that's funny. Yeah, it's but funnier. It's funnier because <laughs> it, it's it, alliteration. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm an yeah. English teacher. I should know these things. Never mind. <laughs> it reminds me of the Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. yeah, chomp, chomp, chomp. And now she's a goddess. And we know that because she's now got the evil contact lenses of doom. Um, yes, white white eyes. Yeah, um, my wife was watching this and she was like, "Well, I'm not surprised she's pissed off because those contact lenses would be really painful." I I was going to ask <laughs> what, <laughs> what Mrs. Wonko's take was yeah. on the on the proliferation of contact lenses in yeah. this episode. Her take I, was I feeling she wouldn't approve. Those contact lenses looked pretty bad. Um, mm. So yeah, they'd be sore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, there and you go. The, the the other thing I'd have done, um, as Velasquez, uh, take take the Ambrosia straight away because ow, um, yeah. yeah. But also, how does she know what effect it's going to have? Does she know is it going to knock her out? Like you know, sometimes when the Doctor regenerates, you know, when he regenerated into David Tennant, he had to, to sleep for know, ages. Have, have a little, have a little sleep and have um, Jackie Tyler look after him. Yeah, don't, don't didn't they all have to do that a little bit? I'm sure thirteen had a sleep on the couch after her regeneration. Uh, I can't remember. I expect so. I know. I know who we could ask. I know someone who's got an encyclopedic knowledge of everything the thirteenth Doctor has ever done. That's true. But we'll not bother giving her a shout out because she doesn't fucking listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I I kind of think. Well, I you know I don't know what. What powers is it going to give me? How is it going to? How long is it going to take? But you know, she takes the risk. But so and, I think um, you're just not taking into account that she doesn't really think logically. The thing is about Velasca in this episode is that the like the more powerful she gets, the thicker she gets. That's um, true. That's that's her like, power. She seemed to be she seemed to be fairly like smart and like politically astute in previous episodes. Mm. You know. Um, you know, well, well, in the last episode where we saw her, you know, she did actually like she was a politician. You know, she properly, yeah. you know, an evil politician, obviously, but you know, she properly did manipulate people and was quite smart. And in this yeah. episode, it's like you take the ambrosia and your brains just disappear out the out the back end. You know, um, well, she she develops a sort of monomania, doesn't she? In that, yeah. That- I guess she now thinks that she doesn't need her brains because she's invulnerable and she's like basically she's like overcome with the power the, the, the power that she cannot that she's got no ability to like um, control or whatever so it's been shown in this show that any any mortal who gets the power of a god is always really bad Yeah, and it's always the really bad mortals that want to get the power of a god <laughs> Yeah, you know. Anyway, so um, mm. there's a bunch of explosions, right? So Velasca and now yeah, the, the, the power is, the power she gets is to go zap zap boom. Is to explode things. You know, she gets yeah. more powers as she goes on. She like unlocks them. It's like in a video game where you start off like weak, oh, level up, and then yeah. you just level up, and then you unlock more powers from the skill tree. So the Amazon village is the training level, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, she. That's the. <laughs> it's the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> as with all tutorial levels, there is an enforced, there's an enforced loss at the end of it, but you, yeah. <laughs> you don't get to, you don't get to control. Anyway, um, so a lot of explosions, and Zena, like Zena, gets herself tossed off. To- that sounds bad. Zena gets herself tossed over. <laughs> Not now, Zena. Yeah, Focus. she gets herself like blown up a little bit. She's like the burning wolf of ancient Greece. And yeah, um, having having been. Blammed into a tree only two episodes ago, and yeah. just recovered from it that. She gets blammed to the floor. It really can't be good for her for her broken pelvis. <laughs> You're um, obsessed with Lucy Lawless's pelvis. Wouldn't you? Be? Not the first, not the last. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's about time that Gabrielle had a nemesis, you know, because Zena's mm. got several. Zena's got like two or three at this point. So it's good that Gabrielle's got her own one, and it's not connected to Zena at all. Velasca hates Gabrielle well, for exclusively Gabrielle reasons. I suppose. I suppose Callisto isn't strictly speaking her nemesis, but no, she's she has been at, at least a mild irritant. You know, the whole husband no, she's, slaying. Uh, pff, 
She's but she's Zena's nemesis. Like that was done. Uh, everything yeah. that happened to Gabrielle was because Callisto hated Zena. It was nothing to do with Gabrielle. Really, she was just there. Um, so whereas you, Velasca hates Gabrielle that... for herself. You know, I think that's a good glow up for Gabrielle to be hated for who she is for once. This is this is kind of a Xenoverse <laughs> Bechdel test, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> two two characters talk about two female characters talk about something other than Xena. Yeah, pretty much. Two female <laughs> characters hate each other for reasons other than Xena. The Velasca test. So yeah, um... so they basically um, Velasca forces a retreat. So the Amazons run away, run away, and go and hide in a cave. Yeah, and and here we get some of the the, the absolute best medical scene. Yeah. In the whole of Xena. In I fact, the whole of scene. hospital television ever. I yeah. love this scene so much. <laughs> so Xena getting bland to the ground. She's 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 cradling her arm and um but she's still sort of making battle plans and yeah. strategies and stuff and Anthony says, uh Zena, that, that shoulder, that arm's dislocated. Uh, and then Xena's just like, okay, and just sorts of like falls against a rock. Uh, and then but the noise, the pressure point noise happens, so you know something's occurred. And then she just sort of like twists her shoulder and goes, "All better now." You know, that's yeah. it. You don't need anything else. That's how you. She that's how you cure a dislocated shoulder. Hard, hard as <laughs> fucking nails. That woman literally just barges into the wall like you like you barge a door open with your shoulder. Yep. All done. That's how it works. Excellent. As far I mean, I'm not, as you know, I'm not a doctor. But as far as I know, that is how you fix a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, so basically, the plan is that the Amazons are going to distract Velasca while Zena fetches an immortal, right? And she's like, "We need an immortal to fight an immortal." And Scabs is like, "Do you know where to find one?" Uh, and uh, for some reason, she does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love I love the little workaround. The what what about Hercules? Oh, oh we don't no, have time. That'll take ages. We don't That'll have time. Ages. There's no time for that, Gabrielle. For God's sake, <laughs> the much better solution is to go and fetch my nemesis, who is who is. If you only want Zena, who is unaccountably now immortal. Um, but I did yes. I did go to the effort of researching why Callisto is an immortal, right? So, when last we saw Callisto, she had swapped bodies with Xena as part mm. of a devious plan to escape Tartarus. Um, yeah. uh, but this had all been fixed and it had all been swapped back. So she was back in Tartarus, right? So, on Hercules... Um, she had a plan, right? So she was crossover, crossed over into Hercules and she made a plan with Hera, who hated Hercules, if you'll recall. She was the big antagonist yes. from the Hercules series. Um, yep. That she was going to get out of Tartarus for one day uh, and the purpose of it was to kill Hercules, right? Yeah. So she poisoned Hercules' family. I didn't know he had a family. I thought he killed his family or Hera killed his family. Um, uh, like back remember. in the movies or whatever or in the first episode of the season anyway maybe he's got a new family maybe he's moved on so he poisons yeah. she poisons Hercules's family and then tricks him into going with her to the tree of life so that she can get herself a golden apple mm-hmm. right so she eats a golden apple and becomes immortal and apparently also becomes sane again right so of that, which so, we see little evidence. Well, so the Wikipedia article says that it returns mm. her, it makes her immortal and restores her sanity, right? But then mm. Hercules fights her and scars her, which is why she's got this scar on her face now. And this is enough yes. to make her insane again, right? So she was sane for two minutes, I guess. Uh, well, you'd think someone like Callisto, if you restore their sanity... They, they, they come to the senses, think about what they've done and, and the thought of that would drive them nuts again. Uh, maybe. Anyway, anyway. I don't know, but it turns out it was short. actually the scar. But So long story short, he traps her in the labyrinth. It says in the labyrinth, so I'm assuming that we're, that we're in um, Crete here. I wouldn't assume anything. No? 
because because we're we're within we're within uh, hiking distance of the Amazon village, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. And also. Um, and anyway, so. And also within Cali- hiking distance of a fucking active volcano. <laughs> yeah. So Callisto's out of Tartarus, but she is in prison. She's immortal, and she's spent longer in makeup than usual because she's yeah, got the, the she's scar. Get the big fucking yeah. scar. Which yeah. gets it looks different every time she's on screen. I think. <laughs> I think it's quite like a pale scar when we first see it, and then it seems to get darker and darker every time we see it. Um, maybe it's just the lighting. I don't know. So I just maybe. I want to say one thing though. I do need to say one thing here. This is a serious, serious, serious point here, right? Okay. What Callisto does to this rat is not okay. Um, no. <laughs> Now, no, I'm a not. I'm a rat lover. I've kept rats as pets. Do not ever lift a rat by its tail like Callisto does in this scene. Never do mm-hmm. that. That is really, really bad for them. It hurts them and you can actually really, really badly injure them by doing that. Their tails are very sensitive and they're not to be picked up by their tails. Okay? The, the end. That's the PSA for this episode. Other than that, she's quite nice to the rat. Oh, apart from until she like throws a knife at it and stabs it. Oh yeah, I forgot that bit. Yeah, she kills it. But like, apart from that part, I mean, that part's not real. So that's but like, she did lift a real yeah. rat by its tail. Mm. You know, these are obviously tame. These are obviously not wild rats she's lifting here. This is a tame, performing yeah. rat. So, studio rat. Studio rat. Okay, just just don't fucking pick up rats by their tails. Anyway, carry on now. <laughs> um, I, hope, I hope Hudson doesn't listen to this podcast hudson if you're listening to this podcast that rat probably forgave you because it seemed pretty chill but it did actually anywho <laughs> we've spent quite a long time on this i mean the rat's probably been dead for years it's like that hang in there baby cat on the poster i say probably i mean the cat's dead the, the rat has definitely been dead for years the rats live for like three years can you stop saying sad things oh okay right let's move on <laughs> So I, I this this last ten minute section I I'd written down Zena is going to find an immortal to help it Callisto. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so and, and anyway, I'd we... written down the treatise about the rat. Um, so... <laughs> um, back in the yeah. back in the back in the village or back back, back in, in Amazon land, um, the Amazons offer Ephany up as a sacrifice yeah. to Velasca, uh, which is not at all suspicious not in the least i don't think given given that they were all crowning her 10 minutes ago yeah given that they that that it's it's solari who's handing yeah. her over and she she was part of the amazon rebel alliance yes she was thing. she was part of the amazon yeah. rebel alliance right yeah so she's like so many of us believe you should have been queen long ago and i'm like not two episodes ago you didn't solari yeah I know, um i know i w- I like two things about this little scene. Um, the first and probably the biggest one is that Ephany gets to to do her sulky butch act again. Oh yes, she's she's as, as sullen and as surly as she was when the, the very first time we met her, and I've I've always liked that. I've always liked that um, in Ephany. Yeah. The second thing, this this is clearly a setup. They're not actually handing Ephany over. No. Um, the second thing is that the way they've decided to this, this is a delay tactic. The way they've decided oh. to delay her. Um, is to dig a pit and cover it with leaves, and it's straight out of a Tarzan movie, <laughs> like you know one of the one of the Johnny Weissmuller ones. It's you know it's an elephant trap. It's mm-hmm. it's so basic. Yeah. <laughs> so not not terribly effective, but as um, you do this for five minutes though. Yeah, it's quite a lot of effort to go to. to how long did it take to dig a pit? I mean, a longer than it. Probably longer than yeah. Um, maybe maybe they had a pit ready. Mm. Maybe they just have random pits around. Yeah, that must be that makes sense actually. That would make more sense than them digging a new one every time because where did they put the earth? There's not like a pile of earth next to it to <laughs> give it away. True, it's true. <laughs> and also, where were the spades? They didn't get any spades. Anyway, to 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 stop us going. Well, that was a waste of time. Or that you know that. That's not going to hold her. That's clearly not going to hold her. Velasca does actually say in an exposition-y sort of way, ah, I see, you were trying to delay me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for that, Velasca. (laughs) It's given Zena and Gabrielle enough time to have a minor domestic about Zena's plan. So that's the main thing. Yeah, Gabrielle's strangely not keen. (laughs) 
<laughs> Funnily enough, not very keen on recruiting the help of the now immortal mm. murderer of her husband. Yeah. You know, I mean, she might be over the husband, but, you know, that's the... <laughs> she has moved on. We're, we're, we're all long over the husband. We're well over Perdiccas now. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so um, time to go get Calisto, right? Gabrielle's not on board with it, but it's happening, you know? Um, so Xena goes down to offer her she goes down into the labyrinth apparently it was really easy to get out of this labyrinth by the way yes fucking climb out it doesn't seem that difficult (laughs) Xena gets (laughs) like she's been in there for eternity and she's not even really attempted to just climb out I mean like I would have found a way she can't be killed so if she falls down after her attempts at rock climbing it's not going to hurt her you know yeah um, she doesn't seem to really feel physical pain. Um, I think I think she feels it, but she doesn't care about it. I guess. Anyway. 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 Whatever. So Zena goes down to say to her, "Help me fight, help me fight this goddess, and you will get a shot at having some ambrosia." Because obviously she would. Mm. Well, while she's immortal, she's not actually got any powers. Um, so yeah. ambrosia would be a step up for her because she would then get also get powers. You know. Yeah, important force lightning powers and things like that. So Velasca is for her is kind of boss level. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're we're using we're using the mid the the mid game mini boss, mid level mini boss to fight. Yeah, the end boss. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, so that's her plan, uh, and Callisto agrees with it, and then um gets herself out of the labyrinth via a rope. Uh, I think she could have got out. <laughs> I th- I feel like she could have got out. I don't know. I don't think she was trying very hard. No, and, and to be fair, she hasn't been there very long, has she? I, I don't think so. It can't, yeah. She can't have been. But still, I don't think she was trying that hard. So, but like, yeah. she's really... I like. I do like how crazy she is. Yeah, I do. When I she's do. stroking I, I the rat she... and saying, you are my little Hercules. Uh, shit, you know? <laughs> there's that and then as soon as she gets she gets out so she climbs up and uh she says oh it's such a pretty day for a bloodbath yeah so, and like she starts crazy. Flirt- she starts like slightly flirting with gabrielle but like in As a crazy he- way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a there's a lot of mind fuckery in this episode yeah there is <laughs> as you would expect yeah, um, I so, I quite I quite love Callisto now. I've decided. I, I do. I I, yeah. I always have. I I like her much more than I did on first viewing. Oh, I've, I've really warmed to her. Before you, <laughs> so you, you have warmed to her. I have. Yeah. <laughs> you have warmed to her. No, yeah. I like Callisto, man. Uh, I I mm. I'm remembering that. I'm remembering a fanfic that I once read that was based around remember nothing. Oh, yeah. uh, where um, you know Xena doesn't become the warrior princess, and instead of it being some sort of hellscape world where it turns out that she really needed to kill um, thousands of people over the course of a decade of murderous bloodbathery in order to stop slavery existing, uh, instead of oh cool going into that universe, she went into a world where things were actually a lot better, and Callisto was <laughs> a wandering warrior for hire who did good like the Xena model and Gabrielle yeah, okay. was her sidekick slash lover and she was they were all much better off um <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much fanfic so much Xena fanfic yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so well, um, bring, bring it yeah bring it bring it back that Zena and Gabriella are kind of on a bit of a schedule for, because of the whole Alaska thing but Callisto yeah. wants to make a little stop stop off first at mm-hmm. um, uh, services um, yeah. <laughs> and she, she makes she she makes them go to a village and makes Zena stand up and do a basically murderers anonymous my my name's Zena and, and I, I murdered a bunch of people once yeah it's <laughs> 10 winters since uh, no it's not 10 winters is it but it's However two long. series since I did a bad murder. Yeah. <laughs> I've done good murders since. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of, it backfires because it yeah. Zena sort of shows compassion and, and gives Callisto the sads. So it doesn't, well, doesn't really... you know, no one listening really gives a fuck. I think is the thing. No, no. As soon as she stops, all the villagers are like, like yeah, whatever. Well, 
I've had better entertainment, you know. Yeah. Oh, what some good story, cool story of Raw, but I couldn't see it, you know. <laughs> Gabrielle <laughs> told the story. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not. I mean, they're Sarah, sort of standing ten winters ago. <laughs> uh, they, they listen passively and then they just return to their everyday business like, the moment she stops meanwhile Callisto's there quietly fucking losing her mind uh, and then later claims to never feel anything which is a lie obvious it's an obvious lie well, no bits and pieces she'll say she feel bits and pieces now and then yeah no she was feeling some shit there she was you know uh, nothing's ever going to be enough you know killing Xena would not be enough for her Killing everyone Zena knows and loves would not be enough for her, you know. She's this, she's an no. endless, bottomless pit of she's, pain she's that nothing she's can broke. fill. She is. She needs. She needs some therapy. She needs to go and see a therapist and like talk through her trauma. Maybe do some yeah. of that like flashing light thing. What's the flashing light thing? Oh, it's like where you sort of talk through your trauma while looking at flashing lights. And making your eye, rapid eye movement things it's sort of to mimic the oh, experience yeah, of yeah, dreaming, yeah. and it it helps the brain to basically reorganize the traumatic memory and to sort of um, process it and like file it away okay. in its appropriate place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, had, like, I had I had heard about that, but I'd yeah, I, 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 I can't about, remember yeah. what it's called. It's supposed to work really well mm-hmm. for yeah. some people, mm. you know. So anyway. Um, top, so, top tip, people. Yeah. So I've written in my notes, poor Callisto, she's kind of messed up, eh? Yeah. So that's an understatement. <laughs> Meanwhile, the last guest decided to take a stop off her, of her own because she wants to go and destroy a temple of Artemis because yes. she's a twat. Um, there's... <laughs> so Art- Artemis is the goddess of the Amazons. And, yes. And she goes... Well, she goes a bit gammony again, doesn't she? She's like, where where were you? Where were you on D-Day? Where were you? Where, where were, were you, you when, the... when we yeah. tried to build the wall? Um, <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you build the wall for us, Artemis? And like, she just like zaps down her temple and shit. Um, so into my notes, I have here <laughs> pasted a Tumblr post from <laughs> Classically Lit Memes For You, which goes, yes. Rip to everyone killed by the gods for their hubris, but I'm different. And better, maybe even better than the gods. <laughs> Watch the space. Uh, anyway, nicely done. So they yep. go to a big, uh, they go to like a chasm or whatever, and their plan here now is to bury Velasca in some rocks. Um, and at this point. As expected, Callisto switches sides and we get mm-hmm. some gay banter with her and Velasca. Who, and, like, Velasca could have had a, a lesbian sidekick here if she hadn't been so stupid. Yeah. Like, she's really as, as you say, the thicker and thicker. Hi, Zena. Sorry, my cat's here. My cat's arrived into the podcast. Zena. Hi, darling. Um, so... Uh, I, what I love, my favourite line from this whole episode is Velasca saying to Callisto, you must have a death wish. And Callisto says, you know, it's funny, I think I do. <laughs> that amuses me a lot. Um, so, like, Callisto keeps trying to tell Velasca that they are trying to trick her. You know? Uh, yeah. They're trying, like, Z- get- Zena come- jumps out and goes, that's right, Callisto, get her! And we're like, and Velasca falls for this shit. And you're like, Velasca, stop being so thick. And I think it's yeah. how thick she is that eventually gets Callisto to turn properly against her and she's like well I'm obviously not going to be your gay sidekick because you're too stupid <laughs> to <plan A>. <laughs> too stupid yeah. to live there, there is there is a moment uh, there's, a, there's a nice line from Velasco and Callisto's done uh, oh that, that's right she's um, so she kills Callisto kills in inverted commas yeah yeah and then then turns her attention back to to Zena and Gabrielle <laughs> and Nicolisto just leaps on her back and says you don't just kill me and walk away <laughs> <laughs> which is nice anyway upshot of all this is Velasca does get polystyrene to death yes except not to death because she's she's a guard yeah she's too um, strong now they say that like this is Zena says that that side trip to the village cost us. She's too strong now. She that won't mm. hold her. And I'm like, I'm thinking, what it would have held her before, 
you tell me the rocks would have held her before if you hadn't gone to the village and she wasn't now she hadn't unlocked the latest thing in her skill tree that she would never have been able to get out of there because it seems to me that it's just time that's yeah. causing her to become stronger not like exercising her powers it's not like she's not gaining xp for everything she did it just <laughs> seems to be time um yeah. so like your plan doesn't make sense to me zina i'm sorry that it would yeah, once you, you can, the rocks would you once can, have held her for eternity but no, not anymore no you can wear her down by getting her to drain her powers by getting her to zap you and just miss because mm-hmm. that, that's really exhausting she's got the aim of a stormtrooper she has <laughs> <laughs> anyway look temporarily she's imprisoned under this pile of polystyrene rocks um so Xena and Callisto kind of draw up their their battle plan yeah. and they um well first they, of all they, they go, make well they make their way to the the lava no that doesn't happen for ages yet they have the campfire oh, okay. scene first you're skipping the whole oh, yeah. emotional campfire scene where That's Gabrielle true. tries to understand Callisto to death mm-hmm. um like she's having a, i think she's having a flashback to the first Callisto episode where she like understood Xena at a campfire and it led to an emotional breakthrough. Ah. Um and now <laughs> She thinks she's gonna fall again. She's a t- yeah, I think so. Now she's attempting to understand Callisto at a campfire. And Callisto does that, a sad That is quite a lesbian thing, isn't it? Oh, do you do you yeah. want to talk about it? Yeah, let's she had process. a really big falling out with Xena. Do you want to come sit here and tell me all about it? Let's process our grief. Mm. Don't worry, I won't screenshot this conversation and send it to Zena later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um so she uh, Zena uh, not Zena Callisto does a sad right and yes. this will be where you've warmed to her as well she does yeah. a little sad here about well here's the thing Gabrielle I don't really feel anything anymore because of how Zena mm. murdered my mother and sister in front of me <laughs> you know all that trauma and shit um, and it's a sort of a it's a, a Hannibal Lecter quid pro quo moment here. Yes. Because um, she's like, I'll tell you what, you ans- I'll answer your question if you answer mine. <laughs> and so she answers the question honestly. I feel like she answers the yes. question honestly. Yeah. But then the question she wants from Gabrielle is when I stabbed your husband, how long did it take him to die? <laughs> and you know what I realised at this moment? What? Callisto is basically villanelle oh yeah she is a bit isn't she absolutely 100% <laughs> she's like the uh villanelle yeah yeah and Xena and is Zena is Sandra O. Sandra is uh Zena is yeah is she is she though well not no not really but but the Callisto villanelle energy is yeah is they're very both strong I think psycho crazy princesses who yeah also had childhood trauma or something and and a, a and very was, unhealthy fixation on yeah on a dark haired woman with good hair yeah, yeah. Uh, and also they're both blondes yeah, i can see where you're getting it now i can see well, it's where not it's the blonde going brunette in. thing but... it is though <laughs> the blonde okay. brunette the blonde brunette thing is a is a lesbian archetype yes it comes but you've from... broken so uh, me um <laughs> mrs mrs tim tam and i uh, embody it, yeah, pretty much. I see, but yeah, you've 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 gone against the, you've gone against the lesbian grain. And that's that's my that's my my favorite the bronze, insight from this episode is the, the villanelle thing. I, t- I, I listen to me. I sound like a fucking biggest dickus from Monty Python. The blonde, <laughs> the blonde and brunette thing is, I believe, a hangover from lesbian pulp novel covers. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, occasion, the occasional redhead thrown in for yeah. for good measure. But I think that was an archetype that was created on those covers, uh, and yeah. it's it's sort of become, it's sort of become the um, media aesthetic. So yeah, seriously, maybe. count how many maybe. blonde brunette relationships there are in oh those relationships is a lot. Though those um, pulp lesbian novels, so many of them had the same pictures. Yeah. And sometimes they're occasionally tweaked or they're mirrored or the colour mm-hmm. schemes change, but they're, they're, there are like four or five actual yeah. stock images that, yeah. that are then kind of played and with. often one's wearing red and one's wearing blue. In, in as much as they're wearing things, because often they're in their 
in their undies. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, Shall we? Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, fine, I guess so. Jesus. I mean, like, we were, be- we were having an interesting conversation there and now you've made it feel like I've just taken us down a tangent. And, like, you've made it weird now. You've made it uncomfortable now, my elderly retainer. <laughs> you've made it like, yeah, well, I was trying to get on with the episode and you've taken us down this tangent. Look, <laughs> come, and, come, and sit, come and sit here with me by this campfire. <laughs> tell, tell me all about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> While I sharpen my sword. <laughs> so it's a, with a, with a, wet, a whetstone. Whetstone. Uh, no, a whetstone. If you listen oh, to fanfic, if you if you, uh, okay, if you yeah. read fanfic of the era, it's usually a whetstone. It is a whetstone. Um, so um, this is where they decide that this is where the Zena and Kalisto decide the plan of um, we're going to dump Velasca into a lava flow. Yes. Um, and the next day, Velasca arrives at their campfire and discovers that they're already gone. Uh, and she now has the power of bad CGI. That's the new power that she's unlocked from the skill tree. <laughs> exactly uh, and... what I'd written. <laughs> <laughs> she catches up with them via shitty CGI. Mm-hmm. See, she can now, She becomes a tornado now. She has terrible wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's 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 become a she's become a, a special effect. Yeah, that's it. She's now a special effect as well as a special guest star. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> here's the plan, right? They're going to go dump Velasca into this lava flow. And they get to yep. the ruins next to the lava flow. Uh, and Xena says, "There's a the lava flow's on the other side of the ruins. There's a rope bridge over it. Now, I want to know <laughs> who the fuck is building precarious rope bridges <laughs> over a lava flow? What the actual fuck? What in the actual fuck? Who's building these precarious rope bridges anyway? But usually the precarious rope bridges are over a river. So they at are, least... But is, is, there, is there something about the process of bridge building that you have to start with a rope bridge because you have to, I don't know, fire an arrow with the rope on it or something? And no. then once you've got... No? I really don't think that's how bridges work. I mean, I'll go and consult the people that made like the fourth road bridge or whatever. You know, go and consult the structural engineers and ask, did you do it? Did you start with a rope bridge? Look, I know I've said a lot of things are like video games here, but it's not like you have to build the basic structure and then upgrade it. Okay? (laughs) It's it's not like you start with a tent and then you get a loan from Tom Nook to build a house. How do you do it? How do you do it then? You've got a chasm with lava. How do you build a bridge? Shush. (laughs) You've got you've got a deep chasm with lava flowing, swift flowing lava, like hundreds mm, hundreds of yards mm, below. Mm, mm. How are you going to start building your bridge? I'm not going to build this. Br- I'm not going to because we're all clearly in an unstable volcanic area. So what's the point of building a fucking bridge over it? Oh, you you just stay in stay in your village. You just you just stay yeah, in your, I would. In your I'd home just stay all day. In my own oh no, village. you would actually. I would actually. <laughs> see the need for getting to the other side of the lava chasm i'm not gonna lie anyway look the, the, that whole thing there's a temple there's a rope bridge there's a lava thing it's just one big set piece it's who cares why the bridge is there yeah the bridge okay, is there fine. the bridge is there to, to be a rope bridge that can be cut come on fine you're right it is all like one big set piece because i've got like two lines of notes for the rest well, of the same. whole rest of the episode <laughs> same which was um pretty good fight sequence Right, there you go. Pretty good fight sequence. Callisto becomes a god and immediately immediately gets dumped in the lava flow with Velasca. There you go, that's how it ends. But <laughs> you want to go into more detail on it? The, well, the detail I had was much fight, many dangle over over lava. Yeah. Uh, Callisto gets the Haribo. She and Velasca fight on the rope bridge. Zena cuts the rope bridge, rescues Gabrielle, sends them into the lava, and then the last thing we have is Gabrielle forgiving Callisto for the yeah. sake of closure. It's like, oh, do you know what? I can't be asked with this anymore. I'm just, <laughs> just going to forgive her. I'm going to forgive her. Move on. Yeah. So thank goodness for that. That's the last we'll ever see of Callisto. <laughs> or is it? No, it's not. No. Um, is it the last? Is it the last we see of Alaska? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, she was silly. She's too busy. Stop that. It's silly. 
<laughs> um, no, she's too busy guest starring on CSI from this point on and having uh, a, okay. having a slightly ambiguous, possibly um, BDSM relationship with Grissom. So, as my wife said, okay. she really likes characters starting with G. <laughs> that's the that's the connection. That's okay. the connection. You know, she goes from she goes from wanting to hurt Gabrielle to wanting to hurt Grissom, but in a sexy way. Oh, okay, in you a know? sexy way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my favorite part of I the don't, I don't like the sound of that. No, no, not not into that. No. Not into being hurt no. in a sexy way. No. And, no. and all, it, Grissom's no. a guy, isn't he? Yes, I'm not afraid so. I'm afraid so. Mm, no. Yeah. Um, Oof, no. Anyway, mm. she sort of flirts with Catherine a bit, though, in her first episode, who does look a little bit like Gabrielle. They've both got the strawberry blonde thing going on. Okay. Mm. I've never watched CSI. Oh, no, don't bother. It's not. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't oh, I wasn't going to. I wasn't okay. going to. <laughs> My favourite bit about the fight, 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 fight. Well, I've got two favourite bits, right? Mm. Um. So, favorite bit number one, when um Velasca sends in her, um her tornado, and it's sort of dra- it's sort of mm. pulling Gabrielle towards her, and Gabrielle's yes. held o- holding on to a convenient, um tree root root or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Zena fixes this problem by going down there and like insisting that Gabrielle should now cling on to her body as you do. Mm. I've got yeah. new, new concept, Gabrielle. Cling on to my boot, my boobs. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's not a new concept, though. Yeah. This isn't the first time no, we've seen right. this strategy. It's like St- stuck Zena, down a well. Cling on to my boobs, Zena. You really don't need to go to these lengths, okay? She would have touched your boobs. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Working too, working too Something hard for this. Unnecessary. Um, mm. And um, so she fixes that by using a long stick to leap over the tornado. And that's the it, yeah, it's, it's the pole vaulting. It's the pole yeah. vaulting again. Yeah, I um, have confidence in pole vaults. <laughs> been there before. Um, and my second favorite part is when Gabrielle is dangling off the rope bridge above the lava, and keeps mm. shouting things like "I can't hold on," and Zena just shouts, "I'm coming, Gabrielle!" And I'm like, "Dirty bitch, we don't have time. <laughs> Could you just <laughs> just give me a minute? Nearly there. Just go and fucking help her." Honestly. Also, Gabrielle keeps saying, "Oh, just you know, sacrifice me. Just, just cut the rope. You know, I'll." I'll... And then, but Zena does cut the rope, but she only needs to cut the ropes that they're hanging on. Like she doesn't need to cut the ropes they're standing on. She cuts the rope. She cuts the two ropes that their handholds that there would be their handholds. Even though neither of them were holding on to the handholds, that for some reason knocks yeah. them down. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. But, but yeah, Gab- Gabrielle's being very noble and saying, you know, I'll 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 go down with the ship if it takes these these two down. down the Sorry. But why doesn't she just let go? She could persuade Zena to crack on with it by just letting go if she meant it. Yeah, it's I mean, I wouldn't, like obviously. No, yeah. Just cut the rope, Zena. Like she's too much of a pussy just to straight up yeah. sacrifice herself. Yeah, she's fine with letting. Yeah, she Zena wants she wants Zena her. Zena to live with the. Yeah, she wants Zena to live with the guilt. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, luckily enough, yeah. when, uh, just as she loses her purchase on the rope, now there seems to be no reason why she would do that because she's quite she's got quite a lot of upper body strength. I feel like she could have held on a bit longer. Um, yes. So just as she loses purchase on that, Zena leaps off. Well, she's got a rope tied around her, obviously. She leaps yeah, it's off the bungee cliff. jump. Yeah, and the, the the director makes a choice here. It's done the same. Did it, whoever it was, they did the same thing at the start of the episode when Velasca ate the holy Haribo, and they filmed it from like four different angles, and then he showed, yes. showed all the angles one after another, uh, and they do the same thing as Zena leaps off the cliff. Yeah, except kind of mostly from the same angle this time. <laughs> anyway, so it's almost like a, a record scratch, isn't it? Yeah, like, a little leap, bit. Leap, 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 leap. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I guess they did that for the drama. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It worked better the first time. Um. <laughs> did, did it work better the first time? Because it looked as if Velasco had the Holy Haribo and was just going... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So anyway. Then this is when Gabrielle's like, do you think Callisto's... This is funny. Zena. Like, this is the first thing she says after being rescued, right? 
Zina, yeah. do you think deep down Kalista is sorry for what she did? And Zina just goes, no! <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so, no. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, right, that Zina of all people actually knows that she is. So, you know, because like a few mm. episodes ago, she trapped her back in Tartarus by using her guilt over her crimes. Yeah. To yeah. do it. Um, so... Do you know? Do you know what I feel is a bit of a bit of an elephant in the room? Elephant here, elephant yeah. in yeah. the room. Uh-huh. They've they've just knowingly sent two immortal people into a river of lava. Yeah, that is absolute. That's horrific. <laughs> eternity, eternity burning and regenerating, reanimating. Horrific. But they're bad people, though. But it's awful. But 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 they're bad people though. But it's awful. But they're bad people though. This is <laughs> this, this is like me trying to explain Wicker Man to my wife. If you watch the film, there's there's kind of but they're burning him. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is awful. Kind of... I'm sorry. Like, there's like, hang on. I've seen the Wicker Man. Like, they're actually. It was actually awful that they burned him. Oh yeah, it was. But, <laughs> but you can see how it got to that point. Well, they wanted a virgin to burn. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, obviously. You say that, yeah. you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Yeah, the Wicker Man was good how it sort of subverted the expectation, lol. Because <laughs> it turns out men can be virgins too. Yes. <laughs> Many of them are. Yeah. Especially on the internet. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes. So there's a Louis line that Zena throws away at the end there. Who's like, she's like... Um, uh, we'll have to go back the long way now, but it's okay. We've got time. Uh, and I have read, as I, I've, you know, I've probably mentioned before that I've read a wee bit of Xena fanfic in my time. I've read mm-hmm. quite a lot of Xena fanfic <laughs> that takes place in this. It's time to go back to the Amazon village the long way around, but we've got time. Moment, <laughs> you know, they're, they're like because they didn't have, what? they've not had a huge amount of time to process Xena's death and resurrection. Oh, that's true. Um, so the fanfic was all about that and also the kissing thing the kiss, you know, the kiss from last episode yes um, you know, they didn't really not really had time to like process that like proper lesbians yeah. so they, you know, there's a lot of fanfic set around this journey back to the Amazon village time how, how many campfires? quite a lot Ben <laughs> <laughs> campfire ladies who <laughs> is Right. Oh, campfires and bedrolls, and there was just one blanket. Just one bedroll. Yeah. 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 Marvellous. Speaking of, if you ever wanted to know what a day in the life of Zena and Gabrielle is like, tune in next week. <laughs> um, no, like, yeah, we're, um, on to, we're on to a fluffy affair next week, aren't we? Yeah, everyone loves... A day in the life is like a classic. Everybody loves a day in the life. Yeah, our numbers will go up next week. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Anyway, so let's have a little little quick what's the word uh, rating for this episode, please? My august learned colleague. August and learned. Um, <laughs> I think maybe seven. What? Eight. What? What? Yeah, I'm going to go eight. Are you, what is wrong with you? This is another ten. Well, one of the things that might be wrong with me was that I watched it at something like one and a half times speed, um, which was quite good because some of the fight stuff, especially with Velasca, you know that um, you know the Beyonce video that gets speeded up and set to various. various. <laughs> it's quite like that. It's quite like that. So it was, it was good. It was good from that point of view. Um, yeah, eight from me. Well, what's made it lose the what's made it made it lose the points for you? I look, I, I don't have to show my workings. You do. I want to. I want you to explain it. <laughs> it's just a gut feeling. Okay. 
I, well, I, I wasn't I wasn't given the learning outcomes before and I haven't got the scoring <laughs> criteria, so... The scoring criteria are, to... this is a badass episode where Gabrielle finally <laughs> gets her own, her own nemesis and also Callisto's in it acting batshit crazy and there's good fights and it's kind of gay and Cena and Gabrielle okay. act like a lesbian couple <laughs> having a little I, okay, domestic... I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Okay, I'm going to bump it up to nine (laughs) because of Ephany. Oh, God, Surly Butch is all you need, man. I don't understand what more you could possibly want from an episode, I'm not going to lie. I think you're... Well, you told me from seven to nine. (laughs) Quit while you're ahead or I will start deducting points. Speaking of seven of nine, have I ever mentioned in this podcast that Hudson Leake auditioned for the part of seven of nine on Voyager? I believe you have. Mm. Well, okay. Mm. Fine then. Fine then. <laughs> okay. So, fine. The bards. Since I've talked you up, the bards I've used now nine and a half. <laughs> it was going to be. It was going to be um, eight point five, and it's now nine point five. So, lol, we yeah, have topped. <laughs> we've topped up a necessary evil up to this point because um, peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, how this, so, that's how this podcast relationship works. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's how we have a podcast because I was like, "Shall we do a podcast?" And you got your pressure into it. Absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "It's okay. I'll do all the work," and I do. Um, she does. <laughs> so she does. It's all it's all good there, lads. Right. Okay. So we'll see you next week for a day in the life, which you'd better not fucking lowball because everyone loves this episode. You weirdo. let's find out next week (laughs) bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of a bard's eye view with me wonko and her professor flim flam follow us on twitter at bard's eye podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice we're on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and amazon and of course on the podbean app Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye!